The following was recorded in front of a live studio audience at the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe. This is the United Podcast Network. It's the Cigar Authority After Show, and it's brought to you by Roma Craft Tobacco. Since 2010, Mike Rosales and Skip Martin have focused on the simple and time-honored task of combining quality tobacco, experienced craftsmen, and the right amount of time to bring you cigars worthy of the legacy of the centuries of premium cigar craftsmen that came before them. Whether you are revisiting the anti-prohibition-era mindset of intemperance or getting in touch with your more primal side with a Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal, you are sure to find a blend in the Romacraft house of brands that fits the exact balance of flavor, strength and body you are looking for in that moment when you're finally able to take a short break from the world to relax and enjoy a cigar the last thing you need is a complicated sales pitch simple yet substantial tobacco talent time roma craft tobacco the after show the, the after, after show, show the after show it's the after show everybody the show after the show and we did something a ways back on clubhouse barry you weren't there it was just me and jonathan on on that show but what we tried to do is talk to the audience that was there and ask them if they were to build a brand from the bottom up. Um, what would we end up pricing it at, sizes, strength, packaging, color, even even the name, whatever, get the information. Now, this has to be understood that you are going to own one brand, that's it, that your whole profit your whole life is on this because your only source of income is going to be this cigar brand that's going to come out so keep that in mind it has to be successful you're not going to do something that you like maybe because you got to consider sales be this thing has to be able to be sold so what we came up with was um to to work in a in a certain way and price became the first important thing of deciding this, what does this cigar going to sell for, this line of cigars? Then sizes. What are the sizes and how many sizes should there be? Now, if you say a natural Amadoro, nope, you only are coming out with one product first. Maybe so it has year. to be barber pulled, obviously. Whatever. Yeah. Um, then the strength profile, which will be interesting. And in character. Answer. Packaging is just 10 count boxes, 12, 15s, 20, 25, 50s, 100s, uh, box bundle. Um, then, um, you know, are you going to make it traditional? Are you going to make it pretty hip? Are you going to do uh, um, whatever, however you're going to do it? And then do you name it Spanish, English, real words, made up words? So uh, let's get to the very top of this and let's get to the price. Barry, what do you price the cigar at? Let, let's. Uh, Say the Robusto, for instance, or any size you think is the... So we're talking set price, like, can I go 8 to 12? And playing with the track tobaccos, if it comes in a little higher, I'm okay with 12. But ideally, I'd rather be closer to 8. Am I allowed that big of a yeah, fluctuation? Yeah, okay, so you're saying on the Robusto, 8 to 12? Yeah, 8 to 12 on the Robusto, but I'm going to play with the tobaccos... The blend works better with a specific type of tobacco that's going to raise my cost. I'm okay with the cigar being $10 or $11. I, I think that's a sensible approach because mm -hmm. if you make it rigid in the price and then it turns out you can't make the cigar you want, you've lost. All right, so you, you're not going as a value brand and you're not going to ultra premium. Mm -hmm. You're going 8 to 12. 
Uh, Jonathan, I w- was on the call. The answer was eight to ten, based on everybody. So not mm-hmm. not far off. So uh, eight seems to be the sweet spot if you can pull it off. Eight for a robusto. For, for robusto, sure. and eight can as long as the first number is eight. It can be eight fifty. It can be eight seventy five. Be eight ninety nine. The first number's got to be eight. Huh. Um, okay. So now, how many sizes do you put? And if uh, whatever that is, what are the right sizes to come out with? We're, we're talking in today's day and age. Uh, well, this is your future. This is going to be your company. You make no other money. Four sizes. Yeah. I, I can live with three, a Robusto, a Toro, and a Gordo. I, I could live with three. If I went with a fourth size, I would include a Corona Gordo in there, but mm-hmm. I'm all right with leaving that out and going yeah. Robusto, Toro, Gordo. Which is the three... According to the Cigar Authority, uh, it is the three biggest selling sizes we know for a fact. Uh, if if we went back five years ago, we probably wouldn't put the Gordo in there. Mm-hmm. I think you got to do a Churchill as well. I I, mm-hmm. I don't think that that is a size is dead. I think a Torpedo or a Corona Gorda is just creating a specific segment that's not going to move. So and you don't want to being being a new brand, you don't want to give a retailer a dead size right out of the gate. And because you believe in the fourth size. I believe in the ability for a consumer to see your product and trying to hit 36 inches is an important thing that you're going to do. So if you're coming out with a new brand and it's going to be in the $8 range, it's boxed and it's a wider box so it can be seen and it's all four sizes that add up to 36 inches. So going with a Churchill, you're going for an older demographic. It's another value guy. So it's Churchill the one, is the second value guy. It's number one seller for Perdomo is the Churchill, but it's not a Churchill. It's a seven by fifty four. <laughs> so it's a long Toro. Fifty four. All of his stuff is thick. Yeah, I mean yeah. he's he's certainly he's the guy that's going after that value smoker. Even though his cigars are twelve dollars, but he's in that he's you, in that you, sweet you're spot. You're certainly getting more more from buying his Churchill than somebody else's Churchill. True, and I think that the ring gauge has got to be uh, fifty ring gauge across the board. Maybe a little thicker on the Toro, and then obviously you got your six by sixty. Yeah, see, I, I go forty seven, forty eight on the Corona Gorda, fifty on the Robusto, fifty two on the Toro, sixty on the Gorda. Yeah, I think. You're fine with a, a 50 or a 52 on the Toro. And yet you like thinner cigars, but it's your company. You're not doing it, right? Yeah, I'm not necessarily making it for me. Yes. I, I, and I, that was important. I don't want people to say, oh, I like Lanceros and I like Coronas. Therefore, that's what I'm going to end up doing. Uh, you, you can't do that. No. It's, not, it's not fair to your company, right? Uh, so strength profile, that'll be important. And let's start with you, Ed Sullivan. Uh, mild, medium, full-bodied, medium plus. Where do you go? Where's the sweet spot for your company? You got three sizes of a brand. You want this in stores? Here's my thinking on that. You know, we know people smoke mild cigars, yes, right? Yes, yes. But I think a lot of times they're already locked into what they're smoking. Agreed. So I would go to a medium to make it accessible from both ends. All right. Yeah, I'd go medium, medium full. Uh, definitely stay away from mild. That customer, like Ed said, is locked into a, a brand. There's a lot of competition. Too there, much for competition. Sure. I'm going mild plus to medium. I'm going 
specifically after a, a cigar that has high aroma, so a lot of middle primings, and you that those middle primings are going to help give you that mild plus and aromatic. So I, where I thought you were going there is I'm going directly after. Would you go directly after some other brand out there? With 100%. Absolutely not because I won't have the – in the beginning, I won't have the money to – Get the advertising behind it, the brand noticeability. Um, you can't compete with the big giants unless you have the bankroll. What do you say, Ed? Because they're completely opposite right there. Yeah, I'm not going after anybody. I'm going to go with the premise that my, my cigar needs to stand on its own as a unique product rather than trying to get people off another cigar. Hmm. Well, the reality is... They gotta, yeah. If they smoke your cigar, they go they're off. coming off something. Yeah, and I'd like them to come off everything, not a specific thing I'm targeting. I think I'm going after something like a uh, Romeo or a Monte Cristo because they're so big. You could you take a, a fraction of a percentage point off that, and you're a multimillionaire. Yeah, but that's milder cigars. But you said mild to medium. Yeah. Mild to medium. All right. Okay. All right. How about packaging? And you're packaging them in 10-count boxes, 12, 15, 20, 25, 50s, hundreds, because packaging costs. Are you putting it in a box? Are you putting it in a bundle? How much are you spending on your, your packaging? For a new thing, you can't put it in a bundle at that mm-hmm. price. You've got to have some kind of packaging. I'd tend to go standard 20s. I don't want to go less than that because then the packaging cost is too much per cigar. I think that that's what ends up happening. I, and I didn't say this on the clubhouse hall because I just thought of it. Ed Sullivan made me think of it. I think I'm going 18, and I think I'm copying Cusano in that respect. Instead of being the, the you know, sort of that five over five over six bullshit, I'm going a little wider, maybe two rows of nine, but 18 count box and offering a substantial discount by the box on the suggested retail price. Mm-hmm. Nobody's done it since him. I'm going classic. I'm going uh, four rows of five and a classic cabinet box. Well, classic would be 25. You could go 25 yeah. if you want, and I'm not going to do any fancy artwork. I'm just going to do the branding on the wood. Uh, no, you know, no filetes or anything yeah. like that. Just so you're classic, out of business in a year. Just classic going for that classic Cuban-esque look. It's going to be interesting uh, if you have the strength and character to be able to pull that off. It's time for Incredible Feats of Strength, brought to you by Camacho Cigars. For six decades, Camacho have been working hard to build the best damn cigar around, and they have gotten through it all by sticking to their vision. The strength to do anything they set their hand to. Camacho Cigars. And this week, we're going to discuss the brightest light on Earth. It is the sky beam at the top of the Luxor Hotel in Las Vegas. As you may be aware, the Luxor Hotel is a pyramid, and the sky beam is a solid core of white light that emanates from the pinnacle of the pyramid. And here are a few facts about the sky beam. It is so bright that it is visible to aircraft over 275 miles away, (laughs) and pilots use the beam as a navigational tool. According to National Geographic, the sky beam is strong enough for you to read a book 10 miles out into space. <laughs> Holy God. And how wide does it get 10 miles into the space? It must be as big as a city. doesn't say that. but No, because it's a beam and it stays 
tight. The beam, the beam is rated at 42.3 billion candelas. It's equivalent. So, it I don't like so candelas. It's, no, it's equivalent to uh, 130,000 100-watt light bulbs. The beam is created by 39 xenon lights that are each 7,000 watts. And the 39 lights are in a room about 50 feet below the top of the pyramid where the lights on the room heat up to about 300 degrees Fahrenheit. Holy you can't God. even be in the room. You could bake bread, for Christ's sake. Hmm. Uh, and they're directed by mirrors to create the beam. Well, they should bake bread in there or something so people can mm. see. We Imagine do, do, do some barbecue. walking by the Luxor and you just smell a rye loaf. <laughs> who doesn't don't. love a rye? No, who doesn't love you? You? <laughs> I won't eat it, no. but I love the way it smells. All right, so we're talking about building a brand, and uh, going back to the box. I don't see uh, Romacraft out of business, and anyone but the classic wooden box. Hmm. It's true. Yeah, there's some people that still do it, and then some people like to uh, go bold and bright. They want to make a um, very colored right. box, maybe not even made out of wood, some sort of plastic material. Um, we know packaging has been an issue over the years. Does cardboard work? Some nice cardboard, like people brought up, like um, the Apple packaging. You know, when you yeah. get an iPhone, yeah. whatever that is. Well, that's, the, that's the cheapest packaging. Yeah, the cardboard wrapped with the, uh, with the, what they call it, filetes when you're the, yeah. designing it. Sure. But it's kind of like wallpaper over the cardboard box. Right. I think you need, I think the color orange is going to pop in 2023. Well, I think you got to go orange. You got Garofalo in orange. Happens to be my favorite color. You got Montosa, Montosa natural in, in orange. Uh, what I always remember is Bahia in oh, orange. Yeah. And when they did do that, it was a big deal mm-hmm. that people went over to it. What is this? Because in those days, everything was brown. Right. You know, sometimes, you know, somebody comes out with a traditional package like Barry's going to do. Maybe that gets attention because people are kind of getting away from that, and you bring that back as a as a new product. I don't know. We'll see how how that goes. And now we have to name the the brand, and I don't need the name of the brand, but should it be in Spanish? Should it be in English? Should it be a real word? Should it be a made up word like they just put words together, um, letters together, and it says something, and there's no such word as that? Yeah, um- initials. Um, you something like the red anchor, and it doesn't even have to say red anchor. It's a red anchor, and that doesn't, have, you know. Uh, I'm not going to be the gringo with Spanish name cigars. I, I think it should be real words, easy to pronounce. One or two syllables, nothing more. No, well, when, say, that was four syllables. Yeah, and how, and how could pronounce Spanish it? and can't be said, and nobody could pronounce it, and he went to wise man, two syllables. Yes. You know, I had... Kilo, which we which yeah. sold. Short and simple. Yeah. And you want something to have a story behind it. You know, I grew up in Miami. Miami was built by the cocaine. Yeah. 2.2 pounds to a key. There was a backstory yeah, behind yeah, yeah. it. Mm. Yeah. Well, the, the big companies would tell you the story of the brand is very, very important. That's how you should actually start with, okay, what, what's the story of this brand? I know I sat... In the, in the boardroom with Davidoff for years on their advisory thing, and that's how the whole thing started. Here's the story behind this thing, and that would be, and I go, why are they just cut to the chase here? But nope, that's how it ends up going, that here's the story of this 
um, thing, the music is playing, blah, 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 and then it becomes Avo. And as they switched Avo the man to Avo the brand, um, here's the story behind um, a lovely the jazz, lady. the um, hipness, whatever, yeah. ended up going, and uh, that's where they went there. Um, it seems like the more professional the company is, the more backside story of the brand. Yeah, I'm going to focus on making good cigars, not good stories. All right, <laughs> you got to you got to go for everything. You need you need you the do, full, you because need the four for four. A night. whole bunch of good cigars mm-hmm. never see the, the light of day because the retailer doesn't take it take it on. You, the first thing you got to do is hit the retailer mm-hmm. to make the retailer take it. One argument. The other argument is going to be you have to con- get the consumer to want it to ask the retailer to bring it in. Yep. Um, and if they get enough people saying they want it, then they end up bringing it in because there's some retailers <laughs> out there they wait and wait and wait. We're not going to build a brand. We're going to wait until the people are asking for the brand. So why are they going to want it? That's where the story comes in. Of um, you know, unless it's the Using a different tobacco nobody used, and everybody's interested in that. It's not easy. No. And it's not easy. How many tobaccos are out there that aren't being used? Yeah. If they're not being used, it's usually There's a reason. for a reason for it. <laughs> and that's it. All right, that's the after show for today. Uh, I don't know what we got out of there, but if you're thinking of uh, starting your own brand and people don't. have asked, yeah, number one, don't. If, but if you're going to go forward, those are things you should look at the sizes, the price, the strength, the packaging, the colors, the names. All that is a very important and um, uh, for success, and sometimes you even have the greatest cigar, and it's still not successful. It ain't easy. It's not easy. Stick the lid end in your mouth. You might like it. The views and opinions expressed by the hosts, guests, or callers of this program do not necessarily reflect the opinions of the Studio 21 Podcast Cafe, the United Podcast Network, its partners or affiliates.